around, friends, let me tell you a tale of three heroes, noble and bold. A brute, a druid, and a thief who is but nine years old. You know them by name, you know them by deed. Their quests are famously daring. So here I sit, singing to you an adventure that is worth sharing. Tuck is the brute who knows not his home. He loves to sing and fight. Fingers half elf, he shifts his shape and wields a spear with great pride. Billy's a thief, his tiny size does mask the largest heart. Best and brightest they may not be, but their friendship outweighs their smarts. So gather round, friends, and listen close, for the tale's about to start. Welcome to Spelt Lore, everybody. When last we left our heroes, a lot had happened. They had traveled from the city of High Spear through the rest of the High Spear Principality over the borders of the Firefields, learning about themselves, learning about each other, and learning about an axe that Tuck has now. Smashes rocks real good. Yeah, it's getting pretty intense. And being offered to teach me more about what it does, and I said that smashing rocks was good enough for me. (laughs) It sings. Yeah, smashing rocks still. Yeah, it still smashes. Ving has come to terms with his crystal hands. Come to terms. Look at this. Yeah, and, and now he can turn them into like axes. weapons and stuff. Yeah, shaped like a throwing star, but he can't leave his hand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could probably snap it off, but it probably hurt a lot. Yeah, yeah. Billy had a bit of a, a revelatory experience on his own, where he realized where he came from, uh, and that he is in fact a fairly old uh, fairy boy. Instead of a halfling child. Yes. That's <laughs> true. And he has learned to harness his innate fairy magic to make things taste like other things. Yeah, that's about it. You know, walk by a rock. Looks like, I think we already t- discussed this. Yeah, it tastes Looks like, like a, a rock, tastes like a cookie. Eat the rock. Don't eat, eat rocks, Billy. Rocks, yep. <laughs> Put the rock down, Billy. Lick, Billy, it, lick it and put it down. Stop eating rocks. If you have to, if you have to taste it, taste it, but don't eat the rock. Just swallowing pebbles all the way. To yeah, this town. it's a problem that we've been dealing. It's like when parents have to deal with a kid who eats too much paste, and you're like, and then we're having conversations where we're just like, I don't understand why he keeps doing it. And then we start fighting because I think that any amount of paste is too much paste, but you still <laughs> let him have some paste. I mean, he can take some rocks, but like, it's getting unmanageable at this point. I say no rocks. He seems to be digesting them in He's some a tiny- fashion. <laughs> No, they come out whole. <laughs> yeah, you were like I. We've had to help him through some rough shits. <laughs> He's a wizard, not a gizzard. <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. You're a gizzard, Harry. <laughs> Jesus fuck. And you had spent some quality time with Mears. who has been traveling with you. Mears has learned that he loves cooking on the road. And in doing so, has blown through like weeks worth of rations. In his defense, it was also us goading him on <laughs> into making better and better food. Yeah. Also, and... he was an orphan growing up, so he's making up for all the food he didn't get to eat as a kid. Mears? Yeah. He has a dad. You met his dad. <laughs> we met his, his mom's dad. a piece of shit, though. <laughs> but she's not dead. I know, but he thinks they are. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He says it all the time. <laughs> That's his excuse. And we're like, we met your dad. I'm, I'm an orphan. I, I never had. Yeah, him. he's trying to fit in with the three of us because we're orphans. Yeah, except Bing why... also has a dad. He told yeah, you Yeah, but that. he's a piece of shit. <laughs> fuck my dad. <laughs> I guys... wish my mom never fucked my dad. Yeah. 
Maybe that's what orphan means in this world. Is if you just don't like your parents, you're an orphan. Yeah. yeah. You can orphan from your parents. And I yeah, guess Billy can... technically has a dad. Who? It's a tree. A tree. Oh. <laughs> but that, that, but that a... was not clear to me last time. He's a piece of shit, though. Yeah. Billy still thinks he has parents. Yeah. Well, because, I mean, he's had successive generations of he doesn't like, remember surrogate parents. No, wait. I think he would like that to happen, but I think he knows he's from the tree. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah, so he's trying to come to terms with this, like, memory. Like, try and make sense of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His quest for family has always been a quest for people family. instead of tree family. Yeah. Yeah. He wants nice. to relate. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he tried playing it, having a catch with a tree, and it didn't work. <laughs> didn't work. <laughs> throwing just a, him throwing a baseball against a tree. <laughs> standing in front of a tree waiting for him to throw it back all day. Come on. Come on. Throw it. <laughs> and then he, he waddles up and, like, picks it up again and waddles back. <laughs> and that's how William found him. <laughs> Throwing a baseball at a tree. I buy you a kid, glove. Kid, what are you doing? <laughs> just, just take me home. <laughs> okay. And that ended with um, the three of you and Mears and Francis, the woolly pig hippo thing, arriving at the village of Pinewood. And the rains have started, right? Yeah, it's uh, the rains have begun. So monsoon season is upon us. Yes, the monsoons have arrived. Mm-hmm. That's the name of a pretty good metal album. <laughs> the monsoons have arrived? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the the it was the first album of a group called the Monsoons. Ooh. They broke up right after the album came out. <laughs> <laughs> but every once in a while in the wet season they come back. Yeah, and they get everyone pretty wet. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking know it. Uh, and so when you arrived in the town of Pinewood, just gonna laugh into the mic when I say something <laughs> <No>. funny. <laughs> <laughs> said, don't want to be loud. Laugh into the mic so everybody knows the joke I made was received well. Yeah. <laughs> There's too many times that I make jokes that I hear Jessica laughing very quietly. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, I can't boost this. Fine, enough. fine, fine. Okay, I'll laugh more <laughs> to make you feel better about your jokes. <laughs> oh, Abdul seems so sad underneath the brevity. You know, you can just take her laughter from elsewhere. Oh, yeah, chop in. Chop some other laugh. <laughs> so every every time Abdul makes a joke, it's the same laugh. It's just yeah. <laughs> cuts <Yeah>. off abruptly. <laughs> you arrived in the village of Pinewood on the shore of a lake, and you were greeted as heroes and warriors as you had apparently accidentally, unknowingly answered a call that the town put out. The p- person that greeted you, Murbo, was thrilled that the warriors that they'd called for had arrived and the town's problems were now over. The, it was like an open call for warriors. Yes, yeah, so they just put out a bunch of mails to a bunch of towns for a bunch of warriors. Well, we can get right into it. Yeah. Here we are. Mm. So uh, we... we And what... Wait, before we get into yeah. it. What is, what is Pinewood look like? It is nestled in the trees. Like there's a few open areas, but a lot of buildings are built next to or under the canopy. So there's a lot of wood buildings. It's fairly spread out. Like once you looked around Pinewood, you're like, oh, this town's a lot bigger than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. It's just really spread out. Uh, it's yeah. like a provincial campsite. There's a little camp, like picnic oh, tables yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. this like Goldstream Park? Yes. I Yeah. I've imagined this is sort of like the, because I there's describe a, a lot of stuff as Goldstream Park. One communal toilet. Mm-hmm. Right in the <laughs> yeah. Nobody the, can shit. There's one the campsite next to that toilet, which is the one that you always end up getting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're late. Yeah. I've had that one before. Yeah. yeah you were late. <laughs> Yeah, there's a pretty wide variety of like dwelling. There are large wooden and stone buildings all the way down to just sort of like lean twos that are up against trees. We jump forward a little bit after you arrive. Is there a wall around the camp? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> there's a lake on one side. 
Is it like a tree fort? Yeah, uh, like whittled sticks. Yeah, yeah, logs. it's palisade. It's a wooden palisade. So like a fort, like a bunch of just trees that are have been cut down and put side by side. Yep, pretty and much. Nice. <gasps> like and the colonists, the colonialists. Are you yep. talking about like <laughs> when, you know, like <laughs> in Pocahontas? Fort, welcome to uh, yeah, Jamestown, Virginia. She's thinking about Pocahontas. I am. Right? Uh, okay, Jamestown Virginia and Pocahontas. Company. Yeah, Why are you doing an Indian oh. accent? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> And I mean Indi- like India, India. <laughs> I thought I was doing a British accent. <laughs> that one's British. Okay. British <laughs> India. Uh, yeah, it does. The, the one one border of the town is the lake shore. Like it does go down to the lake, and then the palisade goes off into the woods and encloses an area. And there are a bunch of people here. They were all very excited when they heard that the warriors had finally arrived. And Murbo took you into. Um, a large building near the center of town that you get is sort of like town hall sort of vibe. And uh, there are so many people like clapping you on the back. They're like, oh, finally, finally our problems are over. And they're all so excited. There's like somebody starts playing a flute. <laughs> it's just great. Everybody's psyched. They're handing Except us for food. They're, they're not psyched about the flute guy. Yeah. Everyone's just like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, there's a dude with a huge wooden flute and he's just like, <laughs> and you can see the people next to him being like, He's the only one with dreadlocks. <laughs> it's a pan flute. And they, they have that really oh, like really long, so he demands a lot of room in the yeah. in the space. He's he in. has he has a like a, a pan flute with like uh like two hundred different things, and he's holding it like this. It takes him so long. His arms are like ripped because he has to move the flute really fast oh, to he play. Has so many lip slivers, <laughs> just, just red and bloody. Or they're just calloused. He's, he's got two leathery lips. He's on a slack line as he's doing it. Yeah. And when he's not playing the flute, he can Jessica, devil stick. Just into the mic. So Murbo takes you into town hall. And he, as he's walking in, um, it's a beautifully made place. Like there's a lot of really nice woodwork. It's very solidly made. There's a lot of fine ostentation some cool like designs carved on the outside and inside oh wow you're the uh, crown moldings in here are nice I like oh. that you've used the 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 burls and the wood you followed the natural curls it's oh beautiful. pine wood prides itself on the fine woodworkers that we have in the village all of the buildings here have been built by the same family and they have a fine tradition of carpentry and architecture Oh, nice. Which family? He says, yeah, the Burl family's been building buildings in Pinewood for generations. Who is that you guys or what? No, I'm not a Burl. What's I'm... your last name? Merle Wood? Burl? Merbo? <laughs> Merbo Wood? Fenning. Merbo Fenning. Fine family. We, my brother and I, we've been the headman of Pinewood for 20 years. Are there like paintings or anything inside the... It's all carvings. What are the carvings of? Uh, the the previous heads people of the town, oh. the founding of Pinewood, some scenes of, of significant events. There's one of a dude just like punching out a horse. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. I like this one. I run over to it. <laughs> like, what is this? Oh, that's a fine day in Pinewood's history. One day a horse came into town and got all uppity and the, the, the brother of the mayor, Tegbig Foreman, just punched him right in the snout. Was it a talking horse? It was very disrespectful <laughs> in other ways. Whoa, okay. what ways? He just 
had a way about him. Oh, yeah. You ever seen a horse and you just been like, God, this piece of shit? <laughs> yeah. No. Sure. Yes. Oh. Yeah, totally. What is happening here? <laughs> oh, a lot of things. Anyways, come along. <laughs> We've been th- we've been waiting for weeks and weeks and weeks for the warriors to arrive, and now everything is going to be all right. And he takes you through the through the town hall. Guys, how far are we going to go with this? All the way. All the way. Yeah. And Mears is following behind. Like I really don't know if we should be taking this shut, much time. Shut up, Mears. Shut the Mears. Up, this Mears. is how you adventure. First of all, lower your stupid voice. Hey, I feel like I'm speaking the quietest out of all all four of us. Mears. 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 Okay, now you're all whispering. Look, Mears. At, look at us in the eyes. At all, all of us at the same time. Look his at eye, me Mears. in the eyes. His Mears. eyes are darting between all three of you frantically. Good. Good. Now shut your mouth. We yeah. have no food, thanks to you mostly. The monsoons are coming and we have no shelter. Yeah. Mears, you fucking idiot. Monsoons are coming. We ran out of food because of you and us. But you. <laughs> and also, this is how you fucking adventure. It's like... You run out of shit, you plan poorly, and then you take a random job that fulfills the n- narrative requirements of your current quest. And, and you, you put 100% of your trust in a stranger that you don't know at all, and you let them bring you deep into their township, and anything could happen, and you accept it. Yeah, if we hadn't done that in fucking Mudlark, you, we wouldn't have ever met you. You would have had two hands. Look at this cool claw that you got because we went with the flow. Oh, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for kicking off a series of events which led to me losing my hand. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. <sighs> he sighs really hard, and he just gestures for you to continue. Uh, yeah, we follow Murbo. Yeah, Murbo takes you into like a series of rooms sort of off the side of the town hall. There's like a big office, and there's a man sitting behind a desk that looks a lot like Murbo, but instead of uh, red hair, he has black hair. And he's got a full beard instead of uh, the mutton chops. And he's a little bit heavier. Like, he looks like a kind of dude that spends a lot of his time sitting. And he's hunched over the desk and he's counting coins and making marks on different pieces of paper and stuff. And he looks up and he looks at Murbo and says, Hey, what's this? What's all this that you're bringing into my office? I got work to do, you piece of shite. And he goes, Yildium, these are the warriors we sent for. They've arrived. And he goes, Oh, Okay, and he sort of takes you all in, like it's sort of like a a progression. His oh, and then goes down as he's like oh. He sees Tuck and he's like hell yeah. He sees Ving and he's like okay. He sees Billy and he goes what? And then he sees Mears and he goes no way. <laughs> <laughs> you can see all that happen in his eyes. Are we sure that these are the people that are best suited to solve our problem? The big one for sure. But that's a child and that's a teenage boy. Hey, I'm 35 years old, you piece of shit. <laughs> Who the hell is this guy getting you off? You said you're you were over 35. 100 years old. <laughs> you're not 35. Hey, I look like an old 35. Yeah, okay. Biologically, yeah, yeah, totally. You're about an elf 35, a uh, 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 temporal 120 or something? That's not bad. I can't remember what it is. Oh, no, that's Dan. Dan's like in his early 120s. Oh, yeah. We never specified your age. Because you're half-elf. Don't look at my purse. <laughs> Give me that. What? Don't look at my ID. <laughs> Are you carrying around a purse now? <laughs> the whole time. Wow. It's one of my flaps. <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot of satchels. I love your style. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love. It the- used to be very popular in the early 2000s. <laughs> the more I listen to the show, the more I realize that 
Paul says flaps so much, yeah, and no too. one has we ever asked him to clarify. Jessica does off mic a lot. <laughs> it's pouches, right? Like you're saying that you have a lot of pouches. Yeah, and also and just flaps. like pieces of uh, hides. Yeah, that you hides. keep stuff in, right? Yeah, some of them. said that some of them were colorful. <laughs> some of them are colorful, yeah. Some I'm, of them are just... I are asked, some of them for warmth? Yeah, some of them are, yes. <laughs> I asked for clarification, and I honestly didn't get it. <laughs> no, you won't. You wouldn't, would you? <laughs> the more information that I got, the more confused I was. How is it more confusing? He's just got a bunch of layers on, and then some purses and pockets and right, pouches. Yeah. Yeah. And then some of them are just general flaps. Yeah. yeah. It's like totally. skin tags. Different, like, furred hides. Yeah, skin tags. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Eaters. So, yeah, Yilliam pushes some papers to the side and he like steeples his hands on his desk and he goes, all right, well, if you're the warriors, take a seat and I'll, I'll give you the rundown. We've we been having this argument in front of them? About the flaps? No, that was that was <laughs> No, about, his, about Fing's age. Uh, oh, I guess, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you are not 35. You're not 35. I'm 25. If you're 35, something's wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and he just says, take a seat and we'll go over the situation. Okay. I turn one around. I sit, sit on it backwards. <laughs> it like no problem takes your weight. And then it's but, like Because my legs are spread so far. Yeah. My dick falls out. <laughs> <laughs> I have a loincloth. <laughs> I've switched it back into the loincloth. It's, like it's not like a diaper anymore? It, well, no. It's what? Was it's it? never been a diaper. Yeah, it was. What the fuck? Because yeah. you, because fr- water kept splashing up on your undercarriage, and so you put a, a flap underneath <laughs> your nuts. I gave you a flap to keep your nuts dry, but yeah, yeah, so wait. The- so when you say wait, you that changed bond? back into because I had cut the elf armor into Daisy oh, Dukes, I assumed that was done long ago. No, I, it was the whole spirit world that was wearing Daisy Dukes. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it is something like you all sit down while Ving, or Tuck at least, sits down and gets his dick out. Do you all take a seat as well? Yeah. Yeah. I, Me- sit, I just sit on the floor, though. <laughs> I can't reach a chair. Yeah. <laughs> do, put- do you try and struggle up? Yeah, I, I like hold on to it, but it's almost like if I were like me as a human were to try like get on top of the fridge like i <laughs> clearly cannot so i give up but like really coolly like like who cares <laughs> i'm not embarrassed i'm fine yeah. uh great and he yeah he mirrors sits on my lap <laughs> he mirrors looks around but there are he realizes there are only three chairs and, and he's like he looks, looking at me goes like this <laughs> pats his lap and he sits on your lap mm-hmm. <laughs> And yeah, Gilliam takes you all in. He looks at Billy and, and Ving and Mears with some recognition. He's like, okay, that's a halfling. <laughs> Ving is gently rocking Mears, like yeah. you know, like a like a pony ride. I mean, sure, the- yeah. And he sees like a boy that is very clearly from the principalities. He sees an elf, he's seen elves before. And then he looks at Tuck, this like hulking man. Tuck gives him a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. Like and the fact that you're wearing a loincloth and it's monsoon season and you seem unaffected. It's like, you seem like you're from parts unknown to me. Yeah, I'm from McCall. Ever heard oh, of it? Oh, I've read of McCall. A fine land from all reports. And also impressive that you can read. I also can read. And then to show to show him that I can read, I look at a book and I'm like, it's a book. <laughs> 
<laughs> he, he turns and looks at his bookshelf, which is like, he's, he actually does have like a significant amount of books in here. Yeah, this is maybe the most books I've ever seen. <laughs> Wait, so this is the most books you've ever seen? No, there's the, but it's the most books I've ever se- seen outside of uh, the Margani Library in McCall. Yeah, tell me about, so there's a big library in McCall that Tuck's familiar with? Yeah, every t- time uh, like a, a trading uh, crew or a merchant... A uh, caravan would come into McCall. One of the rules at the port is that, uh, or at all of the ports of entry, is that you have to surrender all of your original texts, and then the scribes at the ri- library copy them out, and they give you the copies, and right. all the originals stay. It's like which an was, Alexandria thing. Yeah, yeah, which was problematic because of how many fires the library. <laughs> so that's why they do it every year. Yeah, <laughs> so many, so many original texts have been destroyed. It was, it was really a tragedy. Yeah, <laughs> that sustained over decades. Man, I like that a lot. Yeah. So that's what. Tuck's mind wanders to uh, when he's looking at Yilliam's bookshelves and you realize that he's been talking for a while. Oh, no. <laughs> and what he was saying to you two <laughs> was, uh, and Mears was what the situation is. So basically what the problem is, is uh, Pinewood is a logging town primarily. The mo- like the majority of their economy is based on uh, cutting and selling timber to black glass and the surrounding towns, black glass being the capital of the Firefields Principality. Mm-hmm. Fairly recently, within the last couple months, they saved up a bunch of money and they bought a steam-powered tree feller from the city to like up their output, and it was going great. They were like, this is awesome. We can cut down so many trees, and we're making so much money. And then uh, they lost a team of lumberjacks. Something in the woods took them, or they're just, they haven't been seen in a long time, and they sent more people out to try and deal with it. They haven't come back either. There's something in the woods that has basically caused the lumber industry to halt and taxes are coming soon and they know that they're not going to be able to pay the tax people in black glass for this uh, tax season and they're worried about what that might mean and they sent out a call to the city for warriors and now you've arrived. It took a while, but you're here. Uh, well, that's the situation. We, we've lost a number of, of timber jacks and our tree fellers out there in the woods somewhere... And and we need it back. We need to we need to start cutting timber at the rate that we were before if we're to pay taxes. So you want us to find your chainsaws and your people? That's so it. So you can pay your taxes? We want to make sure that we can start working the way that we used to and the way we have for generations. Cutting wood. Guys, I don't know if this is the adventure for us. Well, I mean I turned to Mears and I'm like, how far are we away days from the vault? His eyes sort of glass over. As he's trying to remember, like, and he, he pulls out his crumpled little map from the side of his backpack. A bunch of saffron falls out. <laughs> yeah, there's like beans and shit <laughs> hit in the ground. Uh, and he's like, uh, uh, 12 suppers. <laughs> Three days? Four days? So, and how, when's Maggie expecting us there? 20 days was what we agreed on. It's been a week. So we have like 13 days. Technically, we have time. Billy, what do you think, bud? Billy um, uh, fell asleep. <laughs> wake up, Billy. What, what ah. Billy, wake up. Hey. Sorry. Hey, darling. <sighs> so Billy puffs up his chest and wipes the sleep from his eyes. And he's like, you know, I once had uh, a position as mayor <laughs> in a... In a <laughs> his eyebrows I go up. Yeah. No, this is great. I want you to monologue. Okay. Well, I was once a mayor of a fine town such as this, and I wave around my hand, 
and um and perhaps uh we could work together mayor to mayor and my colleagues i wave to talking <laughs> and bing and we wave also bowing <laughs> mirrors waves yeah awkwardly and my colleagues will help as well uh, for price oh well yes there is there is a reward that is why why we sent out a call for warriors of course oh we would yeah. not expect anyone to risk life and limb for nothing could you remind me what the reward is? Of course. And he waves his hand over to the side of the room. And he says, a beautiful handcrafted armoire in bed frame made by the Beryl family. Priceless. Billy, get him to double it. And there's this big, beautiful, like, cedar uh, armoire. It's, like, carved on the, around the top with nice, like, uh, like, a nice wolf motif. And there's a bed frame next to it. It's really nice. Get us money and food. <laughs> um, you know, the problem is is that we don't have a permanent residence that could house such fine craftsmanship. Go, Billy. Uh, it is a remarkable piece. Um, and but I don't think we could do it justice. I think perhaps uh would you consider uh smaller uh uh, uh, crafted wood things and <laughs> some money and some uh, food and <laughs> I like that Billy's strutting around it and he's like really like mayoral yeah. and puffed up and he's like and some remarkable food. piece beautiful line <laughs> runs his hand along yeah. it <laughs> and he's like amazing craftsmanship and he's just making up words and he's like I like the 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 scribbles inside <laughs> Maleficent knobhead yeah. <laughs> I say all those things yeah totally um, he furrows his brow a little bit and he says you are aware of the potential value of such a piece I we am. are not fuck <laughs> oh. <laughs> me well what is he what are we talking here well uh you know, without the without the stability of having our our industry available, we can't confirm that we'd be able to pay you any significant sum until it's been returned. But I'm willing to make a deal. Yes. So, provided what what is your fee? That depends. What is your most value valuable object? <laughs> <laughs> Ving says, puts his hands together. What would you consider the most valuable thing you own? What's the the best thing you got? And if you could tell me about the security measures associated with such an object, I would appreciate it. And glance to it now. (laughs) Is it in the room? Are we near it? Um, hmm, hmm. What do we think? Well, I mean, the tree feller is probably really pricey. Oh, God. The, the, the tree feller. Yeah. I the am the tree feller. Hoity toity toity. Boing, boing, boing. <laughs> I want to see the steam power f- tree feller at some point on this <laughs> side quest. Um, I mean, let's think about it. Because, I mean, let's let's talk about this together. What sort of thing would you guys be interested? What would they say yes to? I was 100% going to let Billy negotiate the deal. Yeah, okay, us. Billy. Yeah. It's no, on. I don't know, Which though. is like, I love that Billy was asleep. And then he woke up and he was like, well, I was mayor of a town. And he just like yeah. dropped into this character that is not Billy. And he's just like, oh, he's going for it. Okay, cool. Let's let him. He's He's got the reins now. Let's see where he rides his pony. And I, I like that we're like. He's got a little slack jaw. We like have. 
at him? We have almost like a free range parenting model. Yeah, totally. <laughs> we absolutely do. So we're just like, you know what? This is going to be the project for these next few days. You guys are like Montessori parents. Teachable yeah. moment. Yeah. yeah. All right. I, so I, I also forgot I still have all those black rings around my face. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that have like run down because of the rain. You look psychotic. <laughs> So as you're touching <laughs> yeah. the thing and going, he's, he's like, oh, beautiful ah, light. And so, it's, so, <laughs> it's just smearing wet. <laughs> All right. Well, if you're not interested in the armoire in the bed frame, what fee would you like? It's not that I'm not interested in this remarkable, stunning piece of furniture. Um, <clears throat> it's just we have nowhere to put it. And... Um, and again, you know, it deserves so much more than what we could provide. Uh, I estimate it's worth at roughly f- 500 gold coins. He like coughs into his cup like, oh, I don't know about that. Sorry. Let's, uh, let me recalculate this. <laughs> 200. It's such a fine piece. <laughs> yeah, it's so fine. I would have. I would have thought at least 250 gold coins. And Billy looks yeah. over at us and we're like giving him the thumbs up. Like, yeah. Good job, Billy. Let's see. Uh, and like this, like making bigger. <laughs> one of us is going bigger and the other <laughs> one's, one's going, going smaller. And I'm just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> we're not giving any good advice. You're going to have to roll a parlay, I think. Sure. So the basically the your leverage is, so it's 2d6 plus charisma. And the leverage mm-hmm. is that you will help them, you know, because it's like, you know, we're interested in this, but you got to give us what we want. All right. 2d6 plus charisma. I got four. You got four? Four. four. I'm so sorry. Shit. Okay. So you get a point of experience. Bu- Can we? Oh, no. Can we, we roll can. again? No. Okay. Yeah. He basically says like, as I said, he's not like mad or anything. He's just like, as I said, our industry's all but dried up. This is sort of what we're able to offer at this juncture to any potential warriors that want to help. I can I give you any more. Uh, as he's saying that, I like gesture to Billy like, I'm like, ask for some, like a cool thing instead. Okay. Like a token or something that we can carry. Also food. From one mayor to another... <laughs> Perhaps I can cut a, a deal that will work for both of us. Um, our, my party and I require food. And perhaps in exchange for this armoire, you could provide us with a really cool token of some sort. Something very cool. Billy does the hand motions that Tuck and Bing were doing. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he's tugging hard at like a long shaft. <laughs> Uh, he keeps nodding and he's watching you do this like what is this starts shaking his head no but uh he's thinking like oh well we did have uh, uh something a little something planned for any warriors that did eventually arrive so we cannot offer you any more for your fee but we would be happy to offer you room and board and a little shall we say revelry should you agree to help us? I love revelry. How about two revelries? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a revelry before and a revelry for when it's all rubbed up. Yeah. <laughs> we could do that. Billy no, puffs himself up. He, None of us know what a revelry is, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, uh, he, 
<laughs> he nods and he's like, all right, so you'll help. Yeah. I. And he slams his hand on the desk like, aye, yeah. all right, this mm. is a fine thing. And Marble's like, aye, aye. wonderful. And I'm like, let's shake on it. And then we do our three-way handshake that we yeah. do all the time. You, so the three of you are shaking on it, and Gilliam's just watching you and letting you do it. And then Mears. Mears. And Murbo strides up and shoves his hand into the middle, yeah. and he puts his big Woo. mitt over all of your hands, and he's like, all right, so tomorrow you'll go out into the woods, but tonight we rubber tree. Rubber. <laughs> rubber tree. Aye. And he, uh, he storms out, and we get a little montage of people setting stuff up, because they're, they're laying out a little feast for oh y'all. Oh, my God. And uh, so the the rains have started. It's raining pretty bad outside, but uh, they have a sort of undercover, like a big, wide pavilion area that's like, um, you know what, like Goldstream Park. <laughs> God, <Yes. I'm> obsessed. <laughs> it's just, it honestly is the only frame of reference that keeps making sense to me. But they have those like big roofs with like the pillars, and mm-hmm. it's just picnic tables underneath. Mm-hmm. It's a big one of those, and uh, they set up different walls and stuff to make sure that like everybody's out of the rain. But they bring out uh, roast meats and delicious foods and casks of like ale and liquor and stuff like that. And there's just a fucking party. They're so excited that you're all here. They're so excited that you're going to help. And uh, through the rains, you can see that like the clouds will break every once in a while in the distance. And you can see the the moon is becoming more full. And you can start seeing the edge just through the trees of smaller celestial bodies that are sort of trailing near the moon and you see the edge of the coronet the broken moon the broken moon is starting to come over the horizon it's still pretty far away and it'll be a while before the coronet is fully visible it's a weird sight for everybody like everyone that that looks in the distance of the coronet when you can see it their their eyes catch for like just a second longer than it usually would because it's like man yeah that's back it's a broken ass moon like no one's seen that in a long, long time. And these people have been seeing it for the last three months, right? Uh, it's been, it's still coming into the sky. Like, uh-huh. it's like you see chunks of it, like mm-hmm. the edge of it, and you're like, oh, wow, yeah, that's weird. But as the days go by, more and more makes itself visible. Uh. But there's a party. Nobody's really worried about that. So there's music and there's food. And just outside this pavilion area, you pass on the way. There's a large stump that's very visible in the sort of middle area of town, it's got a crude, the crude shape of an axe carved into it. And there's a bunch of hatchets and axes of various sizes, um, like smacked into the top and side of this stump. Hmm. What is it? You can gauge from the things that you've seen in your travels that it's a shrine to the forester. Oh. Like the, the, the page the, of the innumerable patrons, the forester. Hmm. Can we do a spell lore? Yeah. Yeah, you can do a spout lore. Who wants to do a spout lore? Jessica has two cookies in her hand. <laughs> oh, wait, no, one of them is dice. <laughs> cookies and it's multitasking. <laughs> Plus intelligence. <sighs> five, you have zero intelligence. Mm-hmm. Can we aid? Uh, oh, yeah. One, no, because no. she's got five. So you'd have to what be able to bump it What if we both aid? You, can't, you ask that every time. <laughs> Why, though? Because those are the rules. Um, so what happens when billy tries to learn about this you just i go up and i'm touching all the carvings of the axe and i'm like sticking my fingers in everything because i can't really read Uh uh-huh okay there is a um a a brusque older woman that like um kind of hustles up to you as you're messing with and you're like pulling on axes and stuff like that and you like tug one out of the side 
And she comes up and she goes, hey, you little, you little pest. You can't mess with shrines. Oh, uh, what? I'm sorry. I thought it was a statue or a toy. What? Where did you come from that you don't understand the patrons? You don't notice a shrine when you see one. I'm sorry. She snatches the axe out of your hand. Uh, hey. Yeah. We, we run up. We run, rush over. Because is this your little mongrel here? Hey. Do not point that axe at that child. And don't call him a mongrel. She's a rescue. <laughs> hey, mongrel rescue, whatever it is, he doesn't know not to mess with things that aren't his. And he, she slams the axe back into the side. Of the Too stump. close to Billy. Too. Yeah. It's like whack right back into the stump. And, and I step in front of her between her and Billy. And, and she looks you right in the face. She's looking up way far. She's like five feet tall. Okay. She's pretty hunched, but she's staring you right in the eye. It's like, hey, don't mess with my kid. Tell your kid not to mess with my shrine. And she starts like poking you in the chest. Don't poke me in the chest, you old bitch. <laughs> Poor bitch. <laughs> no. Who cares? This is just, like, I know, making I know. this too serious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Uh, yeah, she says, get your... <laughs> Everybody's just getting mad at each other. Uh, and she's, she's, yeah, she's poking you in the chest. Get your chest out of the way of my finger. Okay. <laughs> And, and, she, then, and he moves and she's just poking Ving in the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> you stay away from my shrine. This is everyone's this is not shrine, shrine, not just yours. It's not your shrine, that's for sure. Hey, you know who doesn't shrine. want to hear fighting? The patron of the lumberjack. Oh, the forester loves fighting. The forester fought with the trees every day of their life. He fucked with the trees? They fought with the trees. They fucked the trees? Watch your language. <laughs> she starts waving her flag. Get the hell out of here. Your your patron fucks trees? Oh, she starts steaming up. <laughs> and it's pouring. And like then I, I go over to the shrine and I start like thrusting my hips <laughs> at her. Like, ooh, look at me. I'm the first of the foresters. These trees get me so fucking hard. And you start seeing other people in the town oh, like no. seeing you do this. And a lot of people are getting like mad. <laughs> This situation is escalating. Ving's like, no, calm down, everyone. It's just this lousy, filthy tongue, sack of sawdust, bitch. <laughs> Wielding a rack. And, uh, and it sort of continues like that for a while. She's mad. Some other people are mad. And you, the party continues, but there's a good contingent of uh, Pinewood villagers that are like not psyched about you guys well, anymore. Fuck this place. <laughs> yeah, we're your warriors. You should respect us. And uh, somebody does speak up. Like, it's the flute guy. It's the pan flute guy. Big surprise. Oh, yeah, he's like, yeah, guy. they came here to help us. We oh, okay. should be more respectful. Oh, shit. Don't know any of the flute guys on our side now? No, that's not, yeah, that's that's not a good place to be. Oh, my God. We're the flute <laughs> yeah. guys. Oh, and no. You, you hear somebody from the crowd go, shut the fuck up, Ved. <laughs> Ved? Everybody hates your flute. <laughs> you suck at it. Pipe down, devil sticks. <laughs> <laughs> and the party continues. Uh, but uh. there's like a weird tension now. Uh. All right. I'm going to walk up to that angry lady. Oh, okay. Jeez, She's like steaming. She's drinking a mug of ale. Hey. Oh, what do you want, you little pissed? No, I'm sorry. I really didn't know. I'm just small and innocent and unlearned. And I just thought it was a toy because like I haven't had any fun lately. Um, and I had to do a lot of adult stuff today. And I'm sorry about my friend. <laughs> He's just really protective. I'm, I'm sure... You understand. And I try to touch her hand. <laughs> and she's like, oh, man, she can't stay super mad. Like, you're not just going to start scre- keep screaming at a kid that earnestly tries to apologize. You got to roll something else. Defy danger charisma. Oh, okay. 
six. <laughs> this could be an aid. Okay, we pop. I, I jump in behind her, start rubbing her shoulders. <laughs> her that won't help. <laughs> what are you about? A crystal massage? Oh, Just no, like, don't touch anybody with those hands. Are you kidding me? <laughs> with my elbows, then. Okay. All right, you got to roll plus bond with Billy. Woo! Oh, 12. Shit. <laughs> Shit. Okay, so yeah, you make that a seven for Billy. Yeah. With a seven, she's not jazzed but she uh loves the massage yeah you can see her like loosen her shoulders a little bit close her eyes and just revel in this uh this firm massage and her shoulders are like fucking tight yeah. like she crystal and crystal yeah 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 and it's not it's not great but she looks at billy with her eyes still half closed she's like all right i understand you seem from the halfling lands i know you don't respect the patrons you don't know enough about them but if you're going to stay in a town like Pinewood, you should learn something. Don't just keep sticking your face wherever it is. Oh, but that's how I learn. She looks at Billy and she's like, oh, you know, you, you don't understand. No harm, no foul. I'm just, it's been a tense few months in the town after that blasted machine came down. A lot of good people lost their, their ways of living. And I'm just... I'm frightened for the future of the town, and I'm taking it out on you, you little ragamuffin. And she sort of pinches your cheek a little bit. She says, if I had it my way, you wouldn't bring that machine back at all. This has been Spelllore. I'm your game master, Sean O'Hara, with me as always, playing Tacoma Dome, the barbarian of dual disease. Have you considered that this might be a fern gully scenario? Playing Ving, the half-elf druid, Paul Oppers. Maleficent knobheads. <laughs> and playing uh, Fat Billy, the halfling thief, Jessica Ty. I thought it was going to be like a mini thing, like, we need to have an election. Thanks to Wes for all the technical stuff. Thanks to Abdul for all the editing work. Thanks to Aaron Reed for our, our intro and outro music. Thanks to Mark and MP for offering up their home yet again. And thank you to you for listening. We'll see you next time. And so ends the tale of Adventures 3. Who tried the best they can Though dumb and scared and lost they be For times abreast in revelry And though our journey may be like a conclusion We will not leave you without a resolution Return next week to you commute or do your chores and for you I'd gladly spout more Are we listening to this? I asked to Okay There's gotta be an easier way to do it. There's not. Anything other than what I've been trying to be lately. That was the Lone Tree Hill Singers charting the jobs out 95 beautiful downtown principality.
Come on, check us out downtown, Principality. If you're in the beautiful area downtown, come, che- 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 come check it out, downtown Mulberry, <laughs> Pinewood. Here we are in downtown, beautiful Pinewood Forest. Check, come check us out. There's one guy that found like a wizard made transmitter that he's just convinced is still working, and secretly it is. <laughs> I thought it was just the town crier. Yeah. <laughs> come on, it. check us out, ding dong. <laughs> Talking into a big horn. Yeah, and I the, I imagine the One Tree Hill singers were actually there. Mm. Are they in Pinewood right now? <laughs> 